Hello, I'm Father Dan Serratori from the St. Benedict's Catholic Community in Burwood, Melbourne, and welcome to our podcast. We hope you're blessed by this homily recorded at our Sunday Mass. May it enrich you and may it inspire you to embrace more fully the love, the life, and the mission of Jesus. Enjoy. So last week we began a series which I'm calling Leveraging Lockdown, and the point of this series is to help us to use this once-in-a-lifetime experience of COVID as a way of spiritually waking up, of growing up, uh, of maturing at the level of our souls so that we can come back from COVID stronger than ever, so that we can come back with, as St. Paul says, a a new mind, a, a more of a, a kingdom way of thinking. Last week, uh, our first COVID-inspired truth that we explored was that you are not in control. If you missed that homily, I suggest that you, you go back and, and watch that because uh, everything else we're going to explore in this series in some way flows out of that first fundamental truth that you are not in control, that you're not supposed to be. Such a deeply liberating truth when we're able to receive it. Another truth that we've been reminded of during lockdown that I want to explore today is that less is more. Less is more. During COVID, most of us, at least in Victoria, have had to cut back some things in our life, right? Cut back some activity. We've had to to simplify to, to do less. There are many of the everyday activities that we once did that we, we, we cannot do at the moment. And I know that some people have found this quite difficult, but yet at the same time, so many people have been speaking about how this has helped them to do more of what matters most in their life. And most people, of course, are talking about relationships. Not only have we been able to spend more time with those that we really love, our spouses, our children, our family, but it's been more quality time. It's been, people have been much more present to those that they love. They've been able to love more fully during this time of lockdown where we've been restricted and simplified. A parishioner was telling me this week that he's found that not just with his family, but with the parish community, that he's actually got to know people better in this time of lockdown than he did before. Many of us are realising during COVID that by doing less, we can actually have more. You see, lockdown has given us this precious lens to realize how uh, crowded, how full our life has become. And, and, And I would add, not just crowded, but complex. Our lives have become extremely complex. And and just one way we notice this is with all of the, the choices that we need to make every day. It's hard to believe, but when I was growing up, we only had one kind of milk. Uh, 
and it was called milk. <laughs> and then, of course, over time, uh, some different variations started to emerge. We had light. I think light was first. And then skim and, and semi-skim and organic and A2 and lactose-free and on and on and on. And then, of course, all the non-milk milks, you know, uh, like soy and oat milk and almond milk and coconut milk and all the other milks. You know, we go to the supermarket and we have a menu of milks to choose from. And, and that goes with most other products too, right? We see this too with television. When I grew up, we had five channels. We had 10, 9 and 7. And when we could get that aerial in the right position, <laughs> we could also get ABC and SBS. And, you know... <clears throat> In that time, we could only watch one episode a day too. So if you were left in suspense, you had to wait to the next day. Or, or even worse, you had to wait to the next week. Now, don't get me wrong. Having more options can be a good thing. It can be helpful for us. I don't want to glorify the old days here, but I just want to give us some examples to help us to realize how much extra content our souls have to deal with these days how complex our lives have become. Some people talk about options anxiety, that having more choice is not making us more happy, but actually more anxious, less content. We're also making our lives, what's also making our lives more complex is, is also all the extra information that we need to process. We have an ocean of content at our fingertips. News is no longer once a day affair like it used to be, but now news is 24-7. You know, for most of our ancestors, uh, they only knew about the people that were in their, their, their tribe or their village or their town. But, but now we... We're constantly exposed to, to the suffering and the heartache of the whole world. Our soul has never had to deal with so much information, so many choices, so much productivity, so much heartache. And as a society, we've... we've We've just become accustomed to this. We've become accustomed to living in overdrive. Before COVID, we didn't even question it. Now, how is it that we have ended up with such crowded and such complex lives? Why is it that we seem to be constantly looking for, for some kind of content to consume, something to do? There are many answers, of course. Sociology will give you a reason. Psychology will give you a reason. Today I want to propose a spiritual reason, which I suggest is the deepest reason of all. St. Augustine put it most simply for us. He said, You have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. See, what Augustine is saying is that meaning is first and foremost something that we need to find in God. 
And when we don't find our meaning there, we become restless, we become anxious. We need to constantly look for more and more stuff to fill that deep existential void that only God can satisfy. And the more that we look out there for our meaning, the more we become confused about what really matters in life. That's what's going on in the gospel today. Jesus is through this parable, he's helping the, the chief priests and the elders to realize that they were missing, they were totally missing what matters most. They were trying to build their life, build their security, build their happiness without the cornerstone, which is God. And Jesus says, that's why you're bearing no fruit. That's why you're losing, you're missing out on the kingdom of God. You're not putting first things first. John's gospel. Jesus says in a different way, the same thing that St. Augustine helps us to, to recognize about our souls. Just as a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine... Neither can you unless you abide in me. You see, when we, when we connect to the vine, or, or when we make God the reference point of our life, as we spoke about a few weeks ago, our soul is nourished, and it grows up, and it gets strong. In the vine is where we find our ultimate meaning. In the vine is where we realize who we are and what our life is really about. And, and when we discover that, when our soul grows up in that kind of way, we find that we, we just don't need to grasp for so many things out there. We, we, don't, we don't need them as much. We're not so needy. And so what we find is that we're able to, to live according to what's most important. So our truth today is that when it comes to our soul, less is more. And our invitation or, or, or the opportunity of today is to prune back the things that compete with God. You see, the way that we say yes to God is not just through our intellect, but it's through our lives. We say yes to God by saying no to other things. We, we cannot say yes to God unless we say no to certain other things. Remember that story Jesus gave of the guy who found the treasure? He made it very clear that in order to obtain that treasure, the, the more of the kingdom, he needed to get rid of some things. He needed to dispossess of some things in his life. Every Lent, we go through a process of dispossession, don't we? Of, of cutting back in order that we can put first things first. Every Lent reminds us that less is more. Every saint models to us in their life that less is more. 
St. Paul today in the second reading, he's saying, look, don't worry. Just look to God. Don't, don't concern yourself with all these different things. Look to God. Pray to God. Fill yourself with everything that is of God. Because less is more. In Matthew's Gospel, uh, Saint, uh, Jesus talks about the narrow way. Remember? He says the, the, the gate is wide that leads you away from God. What, he, what does he mean by wide? Well, well, maybe part of what he means is there are many choices. There's lots of activity. But the gate is narrow that leads to life. Jesus makes it pretty clear that if we want to experience the more of the kingdom, we can't just live like everyone else. There's a particular, a narrow pattern that we need to follow. And as we saw last week, that pattern involves an emptying, a simplifying, a dying so that we can really make God the cornerstone of our life. It's, it's a, it's a, it is a dying, which doesn't sound good, but it's a sweet dying. Because as we do it, we realize that it leads us to rising. So, what do you need to prune in your life right now? What is it that you need to do less of so that you can have more of God and, and more of what is most important in your life? It, it might be good just to start thinking about Sundays. Think about the Lord's Day. How can you and your family better use this day so that you can experience the Sabbath blessing? Maybe it's just a matter of carving out some more time on a Sunday for you and, and your family just to hang out together, just to chat, <laughs> waste time, be together. Maybe it's uh, a matter of um, making an effort to put Mass first on your Sunday, to prioritise Mass rather than sort of fitting mass around everything else like we can do, right? <laughs> to, to say, right, this is the mass we're going to and it's written in stone. Even if that means we have to say no to other things so that we can say yes to God first. Maybe uh, on a Sunday you could spend a little bit more time reflecting on the gospel uh, or on the homily together as a family or on your own if you're living alone. Or maybe, you know, start a tradition of praying the rosary together or some other prayers. Do whatever will help you to, to put God first, to make God the cornerstone of your life, to remind your soul of what's most important. I want to finish with my lemon tree. Many of you would know uh, Matt and Martina Glass and, and, and their family. Uh, their, their daughter has a... a property styling business, which I would highly recommend to anyone who needs that service. And anyway, uh, I think it was the beginning of last year, they, they all came around, the whole family, and they gave our, 
the interior of our house, a bit of a makeover. It was much needed. It was a bit blokey. Uh, and in the process of that day, they also got into the garden and, uh, and they pruned. Well, one of the things they did was to prune uh, our lemon tree. And, and I've got to say, when I saw the tree after they did it, I was a little bit kind of shocked. It, it, was, it was a hard prune. Right, it looked a bit more like a bonsai tree than a, than a lemon tree after. But, uh, and I didn't tell them this, but the next season, guess how many lemons came back? One lemon. <laughs> One lemon. <laughs> and and I, I, I was so proud of that lemon, I, I couldn't take it off. I just left it there the whole season. Um, Anyway, we're now at the next season, and you may not be able to see uh, on the camera, but this tree is full of flowers now. It has come back stronger than it ever has before. You see, when we prune back things in our life, so put God first, we might not see the fruit straight away, but we will see them. The fruits will come. As our opening prayer reminds us today, when they come, they will always surpass. They'll always be far greater than anything that we can merit, anything that our efforts or our activity can ever produce. When we prune for God, we will always come back stronger than ever. You can find reflection questions for this homily at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash homily. Thanks for joining us today and have a great week.